0: Welcome to GradCast, the official podcast of the Society of Graduate Students at the University of Western Ontario. Hello, ladies and gents. Welcome to another exciting episode of GradCast, the official podcast the Society of Graduate Students at the University of Western Ontario. I am Tristan Johnson. I'm here today with Romina Adam.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: And we have an excellent guest today. We're from the Hispanic Literature area, he's doing a PhD, he's a very involved person, I believe you also work in PSAC, and you are?
2: I call it PCAC, you know, <laughs> PCAC. <of> PSAC, yeah.
0: <laughs> His name is Jaime Brenes Reyes, and... Uh, very good, yeah.
1: Lovely. Welcome to
0: GradCast. <laughs> Thank you. We tried to have you on a bit earlier, but,
2: you know, complications got in the way, but welcome, you made it. How are you Finally. Feeling? I'm okay, you know, it's uh, end of March, so it's a, it's a, it's a BBC. You know, so, uh, exam exams so, on uh, SS grade. But I think, you know, that's uh, the same for everyone.
1: Celebrating with a yeah. beer at grad club?
2: Well, right now, you know, no one gave me a beer, you know, yeah. so, you know. <laughs> we, we, can, we can wait for later. After,
1: yeah. after grad club. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very professional
0: yeah. in that regard. Yeah.
1: All right.
0: So Jaime, tell us a little bit about what you're doing, what you do in these hallowed halls.
2: Well, I enjoy uh, reading. Um, I think uh, reading uh, good literature can be uh, sometimes a bit the uh, therapeutic uh, so, somehow and also very engaging in a way that uh, takes me out of my uh, or push my, my limits of what I understand by by reality. So uh, when, uh, if, when, uh, when I read uh, uh, a good text, I know that it's good because at the end I'm like, what the hell do I just read? Uh, what do I make out of this? So when, when, when I know what, what this is, what something meant in the text is when uh, it gives me the signal that I actually read something good. That's, that's, that's what I try to do.
0: So you're like trying to catch that, like I mean, it's, it's not just like in literature, but like lots of things where like you're getting a really good story or something like that and afterwards you just have that feeling like like, how does my life even continue after this? Like,
2: yeah, so exactly. You know, um, yeah, n- n- not that I want to end my life, but uh, how do I see my life after reading this uh, particularly very excellent piece of literature? Mm-hmm. Or uh, how that might change uh, what I have ar- already experienced before reading it. So that's a
0: really interesting thing to, because to, uh, like the qualia, like the, there's not really a word
2: for the emotion, right? Yeah, there, there might be. Uh, in, 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 uh, that, that emotion, uh, I, I will, uh, the, the way that I put it in, in my research, I call it a, a seizure. Seizure? A seizure, yeah. yeah. So, uh, seizure, you know, in the English language can mean many things. It can be an assault, it can be a possession, it can be a, a kidnapping, uh, it can be uh, some kind of interruption. So, uh, I see that, um, that emotion, if, if you want to call it an, an emotional thing, or uh, even an uh, affect in which uh, the, uh, there is a. a um, so, so something that happens in between, almost like an earthquake. I don't know if you have ever, you know, uh, been or felt an earthquake, but you know, there's uh, that moment that you know that they may that according to the, to the to the clock might last one second, but then according to your own emotions or the way that you feel it, it might last uh, a century if you uh, you know, if you really get into it.
1: So you're taking the word seizure out of like the typical scientific aspect of it, which is like that. You know, increase in neural activity, well, abnormal neural mm-hmm. activity, and you're kind of redefining it in like a kind of in terms of literature, right?
2: Exactly. Yeah. So in the in the humanities right now, there is a, a field emerging which uh, we uh, some people call uh, health humanities. Okay. Uh, so there there are some, uh, in fact, some uh, physicians that are uh, trying to engage uh, with literature and explaining the, the works of, uh, let's say, uh, famous authors like Dostoevsky,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and uh, they try to explain it by uh, by Using uh, we, we know, uh, well, for example you know the, we know that Dostoevsky was, was epileptic right so some physicians uh, go and and, uh, and read these books and try to explain it being like oh okay so Dostoevsky was epileptic so he was really uh, he was uh, writing uh, this way uh, I I recognize and I acknowledge that reading but uh, I I take some things uh, out of science and use them uh, rather as uh, as metaphors for my own reading. Mm-hmm. So what what I want is not exactly to explain uh, a good text because uh, I I, will th- I think that, that when you want to explain a good text then it's not as that, interesting. The the, the question or, or the doubt, the seizure moment has to remain there. Uh, so I, I use it as a more of, more of a, a me- metaphor uh, uh, method, let's say, in which uh, you know, uh, and then for, for uh, from that from that point to bring questions back to science. Uh, not not to uh, not to bring science into the threat to the planet, but try to uh, raise questions uh, to uh, may, may pose some kind of challenge or some, some kind of debate with, with scientists.
1: Very interesting. So Dostoevsky, so he's a for those of you who don't know, a Russian author. Mm-hmm. He's author of Crime and Punishment, The Idiot. Um, so he had epilepsy, as you said. Yeah. And so I guess is he like a common person that these people who are doing health humanities research that they really look into?
2: Well, he's uh, he's he's one of the uh, of the uh, main ones, I would say, right. because uh, he's very well recognized in literature. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And you're looking into who's the author that you're currently looking into? Uh, mainly
2: uh, Julio Cortázar. Okay. Uh,
1: Can you tell us a bit about him?
2: Uh, Julio Cortázar. He was uh, he was born in Belgium in uh, 1914, just at the beginning of the uh, the, the First World War. And then uh, he uh, he uh, he grew up a couple years in France, uh, then in, in uh, Spain. Then uh, he moved with his family to Argentina. And then uh, he, uh, he, he selected to, to, uh, just to be a teacher. In uh, you know, primary or high school, he was he, he was uh, doing some writing in his thirties uh, and forties, but uh, he was a bit of a shy uh, shy person. He was he was uh, he was extremely extremely tall. He was almost like two, two meters tall. Uh, you see a picture of uh, this guy. It was like oh my god! Look, <laughs> uh, you, you see the big difference, you know, in the, the, in the pictures. But, uh, but but then uh, by the uh, end of the uh, the fifties, uh, almost, uh, almost like almost mid- like middle of the fifties, actually, he decided to move to France. And uh, he, he lived uh, the, the, uh, the rest of his life in France. Uh, the, the political situation in Argentina at the time was, was, uh, was a bit difficult. There was uh, some dictatorship. Uh, then uh, later on in, in the 70s. Uh, there was a military dictatorship. You know, there was a, there was a coup. Uh, but then uh, he, even in, in his own words, uh, he felt more of a Latin American in France rather than Argentina. Uh, and uh, he he wrote a, a very famous novel uh, in the in Latin American literature. It is uh, translated into English as uh, Hopscotch, but he was uh, mainly uh, a short story writer. Okay.
1: And what got you interested in? like, What exactly are you doing with his his literature? What are you looking at?
2: Well, his uh, his literature, uh, his, his, his 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 short stories. There is always a point in which I, I feel I feel that what just happened here uh, because there are these, uh, these moments in which you don't know exactly who is talking, who is doing the, the narration or what the, the, the setting might, might be uh, things change very very quickly uh, very very uh, uh, how you say it uh, like you, you don't even, even realize that there is a change very smoothly.
1: Right.
2: Yeah. Sorry, I you mean, know, English is my second language. <laughs> um, I was, about, I was, yeah, yeah, I was about to talk in Spanish, you know, in español.
1: Translated.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, but, but then uh, when when it was uh, diagnosed with uh, with a seizure disorder, I came across uh, this uh, very interesting essay that, that he wrote. More of an essay. It was a, a reflection of uh, how he writes. Or he comes to write a short story, so he explains that uh, well, you know, he, he used to be a translator for the UNESCO in, in, in Paris, so he, he 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 will be like uh, maybe I'm translating something from French into Spanish, but then I, I, I feel this uh, this thing you know coming into me into my into my mind, taking over me. It's like mm-hmm. kind of possession uh, that he he felt the idea coming upon him. And then he will have to stop doing whatever he was doing, and just sit down with his typewriter and tap out the story.
1: Uh,
2: so then, because of my my disorder disorder, has much much to do with language, I felt some kind of uh, of connection. Uh, you know that that, that moment in, in which I have to stop whatever I'm doing. Uh, and again, you know, this is something that, that goes back to those uh, That that's why he's uh, he's very uh, interesting. That. Uh, As someone someone with a a seizure, you know, anyone with a seizure will will tell you it's not something that we want to have one, we avoid having one. Um, That's why we take medication, you know, first of all. But at the same time, there is something to gain in a very strange way out of that. That being taken away from reality for a second might. You know, give you some uh, momentum, or almost, into looking at, at the war in, in a different way. So when 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 uh, when I read this, uh, this reflection by, by Cortázar and how he comes to write that story, uh, because he feels this uh, thing coming up on him, and then he has to uh, he has to uh, sit down and write. And he goes as far as to call these, uh, these ideas almost like demons. Uh, that, he, that when he writes a, a good short story, he's doing ex, ex, uh, exorcism.
1: Wow.
2: Because that, but the interesting thing is that he's trying to kill that emotion by giving life to a story. That's uh, beautiful. That, that, that's the way I, I try to see my, my research. That uh, you know, yeah, we know we are all you know, uh, you know, graduate students. We, we know that it's not easy to do research. But then we, there is some kind of passion by which we know we want to do it. But the only way to finish it is to actually do it. Uh, so there is uh, some kind of, uh, you know, something pushing pushing you, you know, towards those limits.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, so that, that that's what got me interested in, in, in Cortázar, yeah. That's
0: awesome. That's really interesting. Uh, what's really interesting about that is... Uh, both uh, your author you're talking about how it felt like almost as if creativity or the inspiration for the story came from hmm. and without and that's actually a really common thing like if you look look, look back at like things like the muses like the concept and like, yep. yeah, that creativity comes from without so how does this idea of like the seizure as in like or the seizures as in like mm-hmm. being like your life feeling interrupted by just being taken away by an amazing story that you've read as opposed to like this idea of the story coming to you, yeah. and you have to write it. Like, how yeah. do how do you, how do you um, reconcile those two uh, states?
2: Well, you know, I, I, as, as I say, I, I try to bring um, or I try to do my uh, neuroscience uh, readings. I, may, I, may, I might be misinformed, but you know, I try to do as much as I can. <laughs> uh, seizures, at least, in, in, you know, there, there are many types of seizures. Uh, in, in my case, uh, they happen. So, you know, a, a neuroscientist for a minute.
1: Yeah, I'm a graduate student. I would love to call myself a neuroscientist, okay, but okay. not just yet.
2: OK, yeah? but you know, there, there is uh, the, the, the theta waves, right? right. Yep. So that's where my sessions happen. Mm-hmm. So theta waves is uh, daydreaming. Right. So daydreaming, uh, do, you, do, you, um, do you decide where to daydream? I will say no, especially when, when, when reading a, a text. If, if, you're, if you get really engaged with the text, there is a this, uh, certain point in which, uh, in which you, you lose uh, that grasp well, of, of, of uh, you know, the, the way that we perceive the world normally. So that, that may alter even the, the, the function of the brain. So that, uh, in writing and reading, there is a, a generation of that daydreaming state. Which is also what the uh, neuroscientists uh, see as the, uh, the, the the primary role of these uh, theta waves. Not, not, not only of daydreaming; it's, uh, it, it happens when when you when, when you have dreamings, uh, when you have dreams, but also uh, the uh, it's a focus of creativity. It's amazing. Like there's always so many thoughts that yeah.
0: creativity is something you work hard and work at, but it's actually no, no, no. Like the it idea is. that sometimes it just comes. Yeah, that's it's really fascinating. Um, so, another thing that's really cool about your work is that there's like, you're always uh, in the humanities participating in a conversation. You know? Which way? Yeah. You, you're, you're, you know, you, every book is responding to books mm. and is trying to say something responding. And so, like, is there other people working in this idea
2: of seizure or is this like your baby? <laughs> uh, there, there are some people. Uh. I have it too. <laughs> No, no, I, I, I should not take credit for it. Uh, no, it has come from uh, from many sources. Um, but uh, I would like to see it as a, as the the thing that I'm bringing um, in, into into the field, especially you know as I, you know, I mentioned before, health uh, health humanities. But uh, the, the, the 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 focus of, uh, uh, of at least a of a literate theory in terms of uh, let's say um, um, neuroscience or health or health humanities have been English. Uh, literature, you know, mostly, uh, mostly American, and uh, in some cases, uh, Dostoevsky. Mm-hmm. So, but in terms of Latin American, there's uh, Latin American literature, nothing I've seen.
0: So you're really going to be a pioneer?
2: I hope, way. yeah. That's very good.
1: So what do you think, what would you say that the implications of your research would be then?
2: Um, that's a good question.
1: What can it tell?
2: Us? Yeah. applications uh, i would like to uh do you think it's like a
1: way to kind of bring like a human side to you know people with epilepsy and, and mm-hmm, instead the, yeah. of taking you away from just calling it like a neurological disorder or something you're kind of yeah, like, exactly, you're, yeah, you're yeah. looking yeah. at it from a different for, mm-hmm. from a different angle like you know it has its benefits and it can really get you super engaged into reading this awesome literature in like a different way and so. Yeah, yeah, yeah
2: that, 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 that was the angle that, uh, that um, was a. Uh, it was a taking me sometimes that that, that that that's exactly what I tried to do. Uh, so the, the, the implication I will say is that uh, my experience with the healthcare in North America has been well, it could, it could, it could be much better. Mm-hmm. The, the way that healthcare is perceived in North America is that it is there for the treatment of people with with illnesses, and I don't think that. That, that exactly what healthcare should be. Healthcare should be there for the betterment of well people, not only of, of people with, a, with with some kind of a disability or some kind of illnesses or some kind of something. Healthcare should 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 be there for the uh, for everyone, for the benefit of everyone. Even if you don't have a, you know some some kind of social disorder, you can get you can get much front, you know the, the reading about other people's uh, narrative or, or, or perception about it. So when we talk about health or healing or uh, you know whatever we want to, we want to call it, it's, it's not it's not just to treat you know and who's a, who's the next uh, who's, a, who's the next person in the line you know to uh, for me to see uh, an appointment today as a, as a doctor. It should be for for everyone.
1: It's very interesting.
0: So where does the connection come then between seizure as? Like this new definition for this experiential Mm -hmm. moment, and seizure as in you know the medical uh, when you know the 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 firings the you know shaking and the on the floor thing like uh, like I mean they come in all sorts of uh, shapes and sizes but I'm just wondering like where do you see that connection between uh, seizure as experiential Mm -hmm. uh, event and seizure as like medical episode?
2: Yeah, Uh, I I, I see this. So as, as the moment, the, uh, the moment in which you are in between. So a, a seizure doesn't really have to be a, some kind of a tonic-clonic in which you, know, that you, you, you lose the control of your body. There can be many, many types of, of, of seizures. Um, you might be having one and you, you have no idea. Uh, or I might, have, I, 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 I might be having one and you have no idea. And uh, someone just before the show was mentioning uh, uh, a conference that we recently uh, did in my department that, calls, uh, that we, we call a trans and trans. So being in that trans state can also be uh, a seizure. So it doesn't, doesn't have to have, a, in, let's say, um, a bad meaning. It could be uh, uh, bringing oneself in connection with, with other people. So, you know, when, when you are when, when you're dancing, when you are so, so intensely dancing as in a rave, or so intensely meditating as in yoga, well, why don't we call that a seizure too? Because uh, there is an interruption. There, there is an alteration of the way that we're perceiving reality. So, you know, this, 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 I think it's, it's a word that has a lot of potential to, to bring something new into uh, people's life.
0: Oh, thanks. I thanks so. so. That sounds like you're adding to the lexicon right there. Okay.
1: That's awesome. That's a really interesting way to think about. Seizures like in a completely redefining it, and I think that's it's very interesting. Um, how would you say so do you think that the way when you read literature, have you ever com- talked about reading the same work and then talked about it with someone who doesn't experience mm-hmm. seizures and and you've seen like a difference in the way that you guys perceive
2: that literature oh definitely yeah 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 yeah. 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 But uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see uh, debate or the exchange of ideas of different perspectives as something bad. Yeah. I, I think we are uh, very beneficial, you know, to hear the different perspectives. Do
1: you think you experience it on a kind of like a higher level in comparison to other people? Yeah,
2: perhaps. And, uh, I, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's, that, that's also a good question, you know, because uh, I don't want my thesis to be about <laughs> myself or about <laughs> my experience. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: uh, I try to take my ego outside of it uh, and uh, it in, in connection to other people. Right. I think it will be a um, um, very a uh, very, very big mistake of my part if uh, what I'm what if I'm writing is all, is only my interpretation of these particular texts, because uh, then there is not interruption
1: right
2: I will just I will just, uh, I, will just uh, be, uh, I will be just building my own ego out of my interpretation <laughs> in
1: autobiography yes yeah, <laughs> exactly. yeah yeah so uh,
2: I, it, it is hard because you know I, I do feel the connection but at, at the same time it is a, a seizure in the double sense and even for me with you know it's, it's trying to step away from myself
0: well, I can read things better than you by thank <laughs> you so safe. much for coming no, to thanks to you yes great right, thank you thank you thank you <laughs> That's all for this week. If you want to send us some feedback or if you want to come on the show yourself, email us at gradcastradio at gmail.com. Be sure to hook us up on social media. On Twitter, we're at Gradcast Radio and look up Gradcast Radio also on Facebook. If you want to subscribe to the podcast, the podcast is located at gradcast.podbean.com and it's on iTunes. And while you're there, why don't you leave us a review? It really helps us out. We'll see you guys next week.